Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Stompbox Situation. My name is Austin. And my name is Ian. And we are super excited to bring to you guys our first ever talking episode. If you don't count the first one, which was all talking. But that one was us talking about us. And today we're going to talk a little bit more about gear and the music uh -huh. industry and whatever's on our mind. Austin, do you want to share the, the topic of today's episode? The main so, topic? So Ian gave me a call the other day and we were just talking about how he wants to approach his pedal board. <laughs> like what he wants to do with it. And he was saying, I just want a small board that's really versatile. You know, it's not going to break my back whenever I need to carry it somewhere. I want to be able to go through a lot of effects. He was kind of thinking about getting a pedal that had a fuzz, a delay, an OD on it, right? Yeah, like, you know, one of Keeley's workstations. I was kind of checking those mm -hmm. out, looking at some other ones. But yeah, like I was looking for basically one of those big old multi-FX bricks. Mm -hmm. Got to the point in the conversation where Austin's like, you know, you're often talking a lot about efficiency and size and uh -huh. saving room. And he's like, maybe you're a line six helix guy. <laughs> and I, yeah, that was the literal feeling I had in that moment. It was like, oh, it was like someone saying like, hey, dude, maybe you're like a, like a Yamaha electric guitar guy. Yeah. And just shameful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Austin brought up a good point in that moment. It occurred to me like I am somebody who in a lot of ways, am all, I'm always looking for efficiency. I'm always looking for portability. And although I'm not really out gigging right now, I just feel like I'm the type of person I look at Austin's board. And although it's literally one of the most beautiful boards I've ever seen. Wow. Yeah. I Thanks, like, man. I wouldn't want to carry that big of a board for me. Personally, oh my God. No. You know? Yeah. No, it's a pain in the ass. I go to a show. I unload all my shit, which isn't a lot of stuff. Cause I feel like all the drummers right now are like, Oh, come on, dude, you're being a bitch. You know, right? Just like they're carrying their pedal board and guitar, and they're like carrying their whole set and all the hardware and everything. But carrying around this heavy ass pedal board, and like I'm, I'm the kind of guy that can barely pick up his amp. You know, I'm getting old. <laughs> yeah, my back's starting to hurt. You know, are you like 22, 21? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, but I definitely see what Ian's saying. So that's why I was thinking, getting a big board with a lot of individual stomp boxes. You know, like, this is my heavy OD. This is my transparent OD. This is my phaser with more top end. This one has a little bit more low mids. You know, you, like, kind of get to the point where your board becomes overwhelming. That's why I was thinking, Ian's wanting to do the pack up and go, hit the bars, play that quick gig, get home. Yep, yep. Or maybe you're just trying to meet up with a friend to, like, work on some music. You guys are getting a new group together. Or, like, we've all been in that scenario where... We meet somebody, right? It's like, yo, man, let's jam together. And and it's and part of the thinking, I think, for everybody is like, shit, like, what gear am I bringing? How mm -hmm. am I going to get it there? Like, are we going to that guy's place? What guitar am I going to play? What kind of music is this? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, mm -hmm. And sometimes it's even like, do I need to swap some pedals out? Or are we going to have a style of music that might call for something different that I don't have? And mm -hmm. at that point, like you're saying, it, it occurred to us, we should do a podcast just talking about the whole like size, storage, portability of pedal boards mm -hmm. and and sort of like based off this whole idea, like is Ian a Line 6 Helix user type guy, right? Yeah. Because those types of people out there exist. And, yeah. and, and uh, you know, maybe I'm one of them. And I feel like everybody looks down on those multi-effects guys. 
you know? But then Ian was saying on the phone, we were talking on the phone about this, and he said, I don't want to be that guy that shows up to practice with a Line 6 Helix or a multi-effects board. And I was just saying, you know, if you're showing up to practice or an audition for a band, and the band looks at your looks at your board and then kind of shums you for it or shames you for it, you don't want to play for that band, you know? Yes. It's kind ex- of dicks then. Exactly. Yeah, this, yeah, that was a great point Austin made. Do you even really want to play with those guys? Yeah. No, not really, right? It's like you can make boss jokes all day long. Yeah. But if you showed up and a guy was rocking a shit ton of boss and then you made fun of him, he just would not be cool. It's like, why would you want to play with those people? Mm -hmm. So I think it's kind of the same, same sort of deal with the line six helix. It's like, it's the size of most small to medium pedal boards. Mm -hmm. And one of my uh, guitar teachers or my current guitar teacher, he was telling me he has one and he swears they're better or better equal to or if not better than some of the analog sounds he's heard over his 30 years as a guitar player and so i thought that was interesting because like there's a guy who is a phd in jazz he does it full-time mm-hmm. and he uses a line six helix and someone yeah. might say well duh he's a jazz guy but you know he Dave, probably got tired of you know pedal shitting on him you know or that fucking really specific wiring mm-hmm. individual power mm-hmm. yeah that's my thinking that i always go through that i think the thing that I think I generally I've got a little bit of like the lazy gene when it comes to types of these types of things. Like I like I look at your board and you can check it out on our Instagram, the Stompbox situation. If you want to check it out, this is Austin's pedal board or at Austin as on Instagram. It, you know, the thing with his board is like it's beautiful. It's fantastic. You use. I mean, I don't think anything on there is wasted space, but. I think about like me trying to wire that and like do all the custom wiring for it. And it's like, I think I'm like too lazy for it. Right. Like I, I don't know that I'd want to sit down and do it. And so mm. I think that's, you know, where for someone like me who maybe has a little bit of that lazy gene, it could influence your thinking a lot. Like you said, there's a lot to worry about power yes. wiring, making sure things are like alive and working mm-hmm. and you constantly, I feel like I have to test it or settle on like a version of your pedal board and keep it for a while, which is, Again, kind of challenging. Like yeah. I, I always think about like, what if you want to switch up? Yeah. Yeah. Totally, right. Like the, you know? the fuzz you're using or the phase you're using, or uh, yeah. what if you just want to like affect an effect on there you don't even have. Right. So I can't really do it. No, you can't. Arguably you can't. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of where my thinking goes, you know, as one of those guys, mm-hmm. but you're on the other end of it. You know, it's like you use a big pedal board. So yeah, maybe you could share some of like where you find, I don't know, it's beneficial. Like what? draws you to having a bigger pedal board part of me really likes the complexity of it you know going to school for audio engineering i just think it's really cool doing somewhat of an intricate wiring job or like thinking about signal flow and like where issues could happen and then preventing those issues i just find that really interesting and i think it's a fun thing to tackle but i get what you're saying though so like doing that on stage while playing if something goes wrong, like if my delay is not coming through, there could be a lot of things that's going wrong right now. It could yes. be that cable, it could be yeah. the looper, it could be the delay, yeah. it could be the power, you yeah. know? Like, So yeah, exactly. It's like it, it would be like using it wouldn't be the problem as much as the in-between, right? You have to have like a dedication for the in-between, which mm-hmm. I don't know that I have sometimes where it's like, I'll come over to your house sometimes or I have in the last few months and Austin will be like wiring a new setup or he'll be like, oh, hold on, I got to solder this wire. It's not the right length, you know, and it, and, and I think like, oh shit, like, fuck that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like part of me is like, fuck that. But then I realize that's a certain level of laziness. Like you said, you get, you, 
you really enjoy you get a satisfaction out of like the intricacy of the wiring and stuff and i can mm -hmm. understand that because like when you plug your board in like to see that many pedals on a board and hear how clean your signal is on like a dry signal yeah i mean it's unbelievable because sometimes mm -hmm. people have big boards but they there's some like buzz and some like i don't know some mm -hmm. feedback in there yeah yeah so i could understand your side of it as well well going back to why i have a board on the larger side i just had all these pedals to be honest and, like there were times where i would use two or three on one song but i would use a couple on a different on a different song and like i didn't want to sacrifice that tone you know so i just thought put it all on one board so i have i can access everything whenever i want especially if i want to change genres and stuff you know yeah absolutely know. well no that's where i i mean you know and that's why i think again another reason why we decided to do this episode today it was like we thought what a hilarious idea of like me potentially being a line six helix guy but then also the the flip side of that the 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 like implications of that is like we thought like we should dig into a little bit of like storage and the thinking behind different size pedal boards and and like i think exactly what you're saying like about the reason why you want a big pedal board is part of the reason i sit on the fence right it's like hmm you know because i like i i like the my pedals i have now but i could understand where if you have you had four or five more on there like you said you could switch between between genres pretty easily mm -hmm. and without having to reprogram a section in your helix without having to or whatever other multi-effects board you might have yeah and without having to take anything off so like that's something i see all the time especially coming by and seeing your board it's like you got a lot of choices you never have to like mm -hmm. You never have to make a sacrifice, quote unquote, yeah. in a way, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. But to yeah. counter that, I'm thinking you won't get the same exact sound that you could get from this board because I feel that every board is unique in its way. You know, like the signal chain and how they made the wires and everything and like what cables they chose and connectors. That's a great point. A board with, you know, a big sky timeline and then an L cap and a diamond tremolo. Can you just put that on the line six and do some sort of settings on the line six helix, like a multi-effects processor? And then save the money of cables and power supply and board space. Mm. Yeah, you know see, I mean? yep, yeah, that's, no, I, I'm I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, it's it's a wonderful point. I, You know, it's why I I sit on the fence sometimes, like, you know, like you said, it, it it's like, like you if, could program a crunchy frog sound, you could program an L cap, you could program the diamond tremolo. Yeah. From what I know, you can like, you could program almost direct emulations of these and so like you said mm -hmm. at that point it's like what the line six is, helix is like 1600 used or i think something okay, like yeah. that maybe 17 or 18 new mm -hmm. if you think about all the time and money you'd spend like wiring up a board getting it perfect i mean like think about even just buying two strymon pedals like you're already, you're already half of the way there yeah, yeah more than half right yeah. and so you know, that's definitely some of the thing. It's like, oh, well, do you just keep going this way and adding things to your board and eventually having this expensive pedal board that's still somewhat, you know, static, if you will, right? Yeah. Like, or still obtainable from mm -hmm. something at a cheaper, you know, cheaper yeah. cost. Kind yeah. Of thing. Or do you go to the line six where, like you said, it's like you save all this money on these, like, these, like, middle costs, these, like, interim costs. Like, mm. I mean, let's be honest, man. Like, you know, you're playing a show at, your local bar or winery or you're doing a 
opening or you're doing a headlining show. Yeah. Is even the a freaking average, open mic. Even yeah, a freaking open, open mic. Freaking open mic. Is someone really going to notice the difference between a carbon copy and a big sky as an individual, like, you know, just straight up pedals versus the multi effects processor? Is someone in the crowd really going to notice? Maybe like guitar Probably freaks. Not. I mean, yeah. Someone with your ear, you might notice a different style of delay, right? Or a different style of reverb. You might say, oh, this is a little different. Oh, this has got a little more headroom. Like I could I could see someone like you maybe being able to make some acknowledgement, but like you're 95% of people, right? Yeah. No one's going to no notice. One's gonna, yeah. I know, and that's like where it goes. It goes to this other debate where it's like, is the board for you or is it for oh, other people? I was so going to say that, right? I was going to say like, <laughs> this board is mostly for me because I like doing these wirings, you know. And I like, I don't know, I just enjoy doing that stuff. So I guess in a sense, it is for me. Yeah, which actually is probably the side of it you want to be on, right? Because if you're, I mean, like you said, if you're making your board for the audience, they don't fucking know. So. Yeah. In some ways, you can't make your board for the audience, actually. Because if you are, you're really just making it based off the premise that you're worried about what other people think. And people mm -hmm. who don't even have the ability to think something about, I think, some of these multi-effects, or some of yeah. these effects, right? So, you know, And another thing I you have to think about a lot, too, is when you get a bigger board, is how much space you're going to take up on stage. You know, like, I never really totally. thought about that. Because I play the guitar. It's like, okay, I'm not going to take up a lot. I just need an amp pedal board and then me you know mm -hmm. but like if you think about it i'm taking up a lot of stage space yeah i hear what you mean you're in the early stages of your music career which we are in a lot of ways whatever that means right like there's a lot of touring and playing done at smaller venues right and we've all been on that stage where it's like you're literally everybody's crammed onto the stage in like a 10 foot radius you know we've all Ben, I felt like on a stage that small. Mm. And so that's where, yeah, you know, it's like, do you want the real estate taking up that much room? And do you need it? You know, that's another question that I always think about. It's like, mm -hmm. like if I was touring full time with somebody or my own thing and you had some roadies or you had, it's like if your whole day, your whole production value was about like the music and playing that show that night, you could probably understand having a board your size, like easy. I mean, yeah, it would make sense, but then it's like sometimes I think about my pedal board and it's like I I don't I it's like I don't have that many pedals, but it's like I don't even use the ones I have that often. Yeah, but for I, most musical styles, you know, and so yeah. I think about that often too. You know, like shit mm -hmm. when you actually play with people, how often are you really using these different pedals? Um, yeah, you know. Well, the thing is, I did a band practice with Ian's board. Because he just left his board here one day, so I took the output of mine into the input of his. Badass. And it was really it was really cool. You know, there was a lot of cool textures in the OD and the fucking Ottawa. Oh. It was just really cool. It didn't work for the music. Sure. You know, yeah, totally. Different, different sound, but it was, it was fun. Yeah, was yeah. Cool. And I mean, and like, it, I have such a simplistic board, at least at the moment, and I'm learning from the guru over here, Austin, who... Yeah, really, I feel like is a board guru. But if you saw my board, you'd be like, oh, that's like a dad's pedal board or something, right? Like, it's so simple. But like you said, it's, I mean, I can go through a lot of different styles with that. Where I get in trouble is like when I think I'm trying to do a little more like, uh, I guess maybe like shoegazy, soundscapey stuff. But it's like, even then I can lean on my reverb. I can lean on my delay a little. It's not, yeah. 
not terrible, but, mm-hmm. but I'm just making that point too, because it's like, I'm saying I have limited pedal space and I'm asking a question, like how much do we all really use those extra effects we have? Because I think, you know, when you see a lot of people out there gigging, oftentimes they're gigging music that isn't their own. Right. Yeah. Or that is maybe somebody else's. And it's like that sometimes literally only requires an OD or reverb and like a, maybe a delay you know and and it's funny because sometimes you'll see people's boards out there like touring with certain styles of music and it's like three pedals or four pedals and Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know i'm just i'm thinking about that right like i'm also thinking about you know you get those session gigs going on a tour and everything i never got one of those so i don't really know how it works but do they pay for you know shipping this big ass board would they pay for that or am i going to pay for that because i could see the the controversy of you know he's really good. He's a good he's a good guitar player. He has a great sound, but we just can't afford shipping his gear around. Mm. You know, and yeah. At I that think, point, are they going to say like you need to you need to break down to a smaller board so it's you know? I don't think anybody's going to tell you to cut it down, but I think you might feel that pressure of like, oh shit, yeah. there's a lot of van space, right? Like, yeah, yeah. or there's a lot of space for me. And 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 if you're flying, you got to thinking about flying. Yeah, you got to you got to be able to like. Yeah, ship it or carry it on, I guess, right? Mm. And like you can't carry this on. No. You gotta you gotta ship this bitch. And you do gotta you, you know, do gotta ship that bitch. That's like a, a cost that you have to think of. And do they have you know, do they have that cost? Like can they afford shipping out, you know, your gear? Mm-hmm. Or say you work on you know, like a per night thing. So say you make like two hundred bucks every show. Does like does that shipment come from your yeah. pay? Yeah. I guess yeah, we're kinda yeah. going off on a stray, but it it could loop wrap back no. around to be, you know, I hear you. The downside of having a larger board, like maintenance and keep up. No, I think it's a great point. I mean, it's like you're thinking about the logistics of actually bringing that around on a tour. And God awful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and again, I think a lot of people, uh, travel by bus. Yeah. But then there are others people who fly and I'm willing to bet their gear goes on the road, right? Like in a truck, that's probably meant for the band or meant for them like i know like i heard um uh, the lead singer of the bahamas say this at the show on wednesday he was saying um he flew from their last gig to california Mm -hmm. and he was saying like he wished he spent the day in utah with his band but so like he was saying they drive but he flies and that was interesting i never really thought of that before but i realized like i guess that happens too where like the lead guy flies and then the band drives because maybe they only like with the Bahamas. I know he used D'Angelo's rhythm section, right, for the album. Yeah. So that means his band that plays with him normally wasn't the one on the album. So I guess it's the difference between like a studio band and a touring band. But like, anyways, I just thought that was interesting that like they drove separately, and I was thinking, well, yeah. that means his gear must go with them in that case, which means I wonder where that is. Yeah. Do you think he just wants to chill? kind of thing like oh, i don't want to sit in a in a car this is the vibe i got i don't know for sure it seems like he's gotten to the point where he like deserves to fly like he's I know the he, boss man yeah and he toured with other people as their side men for many years and then he's done his own thing for like seven years now mm-hmm. and i feel like at that point it's like you're probably pretty tired of traveling in a truck if you don't have to or yeah. traveling in a van he did you his know? time he did his time exactly that's his what time. i was thinking he's spending his money to fly there instead of yeah. drive there but then know? he also i mean this is unrelated but he told the story of like wishing he spent the day in utah anyways with his band because he tried to meet somebody in la who like 
had to cancel last minute on him. And so he was oh, like, oh, he's just was, stuck in LA. Yeah. So he's like, yeah. oh, that was boring. But so I don't know. I was thinking about that. It's like, so his gear must be going on the road with them, right? Yeah. I would imagine then. A little bit of a tangent, but, uh, you know, just, just thinking about the different setups. A lot of the guys I see out there touring now who like are quote unquote successful session guitarists have like a board about half the size of yours and of mine yeah okay and i've seen bigger ones just like the normal medium-sized yeah. yeah but then people who play like in a band it's like their band or they're the guitarist of the band i see often have pedal boards about as, as big yes. as yours yeah so i'm just thinking of like the, the difference there i think maybe right like you're on somebody else's tour mm -hmm. you know what you're gonna use or not use and maybe it's just like literally the sake of saving your back like showing up at the gig and just being like plop 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 done right yeah. like you drop your board drop your amp Mm -hmm. I have to bring this. Yeah. yeah. Part of your sound. Yeah. And and it's also you like your toolbox for that band. I don't know. So, mm -hmm. ooh, we came full circle. Full circle. Damn. So, I, I don't know, man. Like, how do you, what do you think, what are you leaning on? The name of the episode, I think, would be, is Ian an Axe Effects kind of guy or Line 6 Helix or just multiprocessor? Yeah. Does Ian want that? Yeah. For Line 6 Helix, just insert any multiprocessor processor yeah. there right like am i that type of guy i don't know i think the you know we thought this episode would be funny um in some ways because a lot of people have a stigma about multi-effects boards mm -hmm. and we thought it'd be interesting because we could get into all these different topics but i think i'm kind of in the same place i was before and kind of i've always been with it where it's like i've shared i was sharing this with austin earlier this week it's like I love the idea of the Line 6 Helix, of a multi-effects board. I love the idea of like something that saves you space, saves you time. You don't have to fuck around with. You don't have to worry about breaking on you or anything. Mm -hmm. Although, I guess they could break. Um, I doubt you have to worry about it as much, right? Yeah. I still go back to feeling like I would miss the physical pedals themselves. Like, it always comes back to that for me. Like, like the emotional connection to that pedal? Or? Yes. Yeah, like, it's almost like a game. Like, can I get by with this size of pedal board or with these pedals and get everything done that I want to? Mm. Where, like, if you have the Line 6 Helix, it's like, at that point, like, I almost don't ever then have to probably think about effects that much ever again, right? It's like, all of a sudden, at that point, I just start programming patches for different scenarios and it's like mm. they're all named and i never have like to that. think about it well i just think about how like in some ways like yeah you'd lose maybe some of the interactiveness maybe some of the oh. artistry in designing your pedal board and some of just like like i like the idea a little bit of the analog existence right like mm. i think we're getting away from sometimes um just playing the instrument playing guitar and like it being about guitar playing okay and i think like in some ways i would feel like the line six helix or something like that would be like another step away from really i would say that well, i'm just I thinking guess, out loud here. i guess what kind of thinking out loud here <laughs> okay <laughs> you're like whoa man no no no. i'm just saying like i just, you know nothing said for for certain here. okay because you're saying like it's gonna take you away from actually playing the guitar but are you referring to like an analog board or stomp boxes kind of thing. The medium size, small size, large, like what size of a board? Or like, like like a what? small to medium. But like, let's okay. say I went to the larger side, like 
like a more medium sized one or one like mine that was fully beefed out maybe yeah um because then I, I see then i see what you're saying because then having the flexibility of like a line six helix or like keeping that option open is that what you're saying like it's kind of yeah it's like you're not committing to something so then yeah it's like you, you never know? yeah you never have to commit to a sound i'm just going to list off some things i'm thinking of it okay like, uh, of you never have to commit to a sound specifically you could have literally a bank for every guitarist you love and multiple like you could be like yeah. oh this is an eric clapton layla tone or whatever and this is a um john mayer continuum tone like specifically from gravity or something or this is oh this is my jeff beck tone and like i feel like there's some sort of like cheating going on there. Like you could just so easily just have a tone on your board and like skip over. Like there's no thought that goes into Are it. Are you as saying much, like, right? this tone wouldn't be you? Like it wouldn't be a representation of you and your style if you had the line six? Just not not in the lines, just the multi effects yeah, process. Like a multi effects. I, I think it's more like the whole process. Like there I enjoy the the idea of wiring a board in a lot of ways like even though mine's simple I, I enjoy the whole analog existence of like right like literal physical stomp boxes that you're interacting with right like things you're interacting with um physically um versus something where it's much more digitally based and the helix it's like you'd program it but but there wouldn't be room for it's like there's so much room for variability that it's like I don't know, like, then are you ever really deciding on anything that's certain with your sound? Are you finding your sound specifically, right? Are mm -hmm. you then just like an emulation machine and you just could, like, emulate any tone you want? Which you could. You could just program, like, thousands of patches in there. And I'm just arguing, like, does that get you away from some of the the experience of, like, interacting with the pedals, spending a couple hours, like, figuring out what sounds good... And then maybe even committing like you have to like a certain pedal board. Like, isn't there something attractive there? Yes. You know, isn't there something so you, like... You're saying that it doesn't feel genuine to you if someone had a multi-effects processor. Yes. Not someone like if, you know, yourself, I feel like you're saying that you would feel you're not committing yourself to something that you like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. If you look at your board, there's an Ottawa, there's a tremolo, there's a chorus. And then a very transparent OD. And I feel like you can kind of figure out what he plays. Because who the fuck has an Ottawa these days? <laughs> no, yeah, right? <laughs> Versus, I think you're saying like who you are and how you want to represent yourself by the sound of your guitar. Yeah, that's a great refinement. And you aren't getting the same commitment level you would be getting versus getting analog pedals kind of thing. Yeah. Just individual. Yeah, that's an excellent refinement. This is the chorus that I like. Mm -hmm. this is the od that i like mm -hmm. versus like i have a hundred different course options yeah that's what i'm trying to get at right it's like it's, it's like, like who are you yeah who are you and then like are you ever really deciding on anything and i'm questioning is that bad right like in a way if you could just oh fuck it willy-nilly i'll just switch this chorus it's like there's something that like trains a certain patience or focus on like who who you're who you are and what your sound is by like having to develop a pedal board you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. like this is my like you have to overdriven you have to, tone yeah you have to like order a pedal and wait till it gets here and wire it in and try it out and see the high gain or low gain or medium gain or you have to 
experiment with the phase and find a, a you know something on the phase 100 you really like like you have to really spend the time where I'm, I think I'm thinking with the line six helix like it would be so easy to just reprogram and reprogram or change it I feel like you could just constantly be at the effect of like changing your board and changing your sound and I yeah. Don't know. yeah like you I think kinda... you, you you hit it on the head though it's like an identity thing it's like in some ways like right I look at your board and it's like I identify you with a lot of those sounds hmm you know so it's kind of like dating you know you have that friend that dates a lot of people for you know a couple of weeks at a time and you're saying you want to have a solid serious relationship right now I you, think you don't want to just go on a bunch of dates Mm-hmm. And dates would be a multi-effects processor to you. Yeah, in a way, in yeah. a way, and 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 it, it's you want to find you want to find that right girl, and then cut custom length cables to it. Yeah, you know, even if it's that right girl for three months, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, and I think that's that's just where I hang on the fence, or I just constantly question. It's you know that grass does always look greener when you think of the dating multiple people, the quick in and out like a line six he looks like oh i'll just swap my tone out but mm-hmm. i but I'll i just change the, the order of my pedals exactly boom boom you're done and and it's like uh, some people would say well dude that's like way more efficient and you're just getting something done faster but i i'm just wondering it's like does it take away from like the part of the creative process like when you're settling on that one girl or whatever it's like you inevitably learn a lot about yourself because you're saying like Oh, I'm okay with That's this, this, point. this, this, and this. And I'm just thinking with the line six helix, like, do you ever learn about your tone or the tones you really like? Because I've noticed like when I had, I had one of those little like Vox tone labs. Yeah. And it doesn't sound great, but it models a lot of cool different effects and amps. And it's like, I would just get lost in it for hours and never quite play or develop a patch that I loved, you know? And so I yeah. just think like, I don't know. I feel like that could happen. You just get lost in the soup of effects with line six helix or a multi-effects processing board. No, I see what you're saying. It's kind of like I had a, I think it's a line six M nine. Is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. I hope that's what it's called. There's like line six pods, not the pod. It's not the pod. I think it's an M nine. I'm not too sure. I don't know either, but we're going to say it's an M nine. Let's say it's an M nine. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but I had that and I know what you're saying it's it's a multi-effects pedal so I was going through a lot of the, the different sounds that it had to offer and I just felt some disconnect between me and my guitar because I just felt like I'm getting all these weird sounds in like all these presets but none of these mean anything to me exactly you know I mean? yeah and that's I, it's like that's exactly what I've been struggling to put into words for like the last 10 minutes it's, it's not like, like my setting it's line six setting being like this is cool and then i'm playing through it Mm -hmm. you know yeah it's like you didn't find that that sweet spot on your pedal where you said to yourself man i really like the way this makes my guitar sound and like i'm gonna leave it there on my board it's like for me i'd get there and i'd switch in and out of effects really easily and it like you said it's it's kind of like there was a disconnect for sure between me and my guitar it felt less I don't know. I guess analog's the word for me. Like less, like I was just less personal. Yeah, going right into a pedal and then right into my amp. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, and and it also comes to like even the physical or the idea of physically stomping on a pedal, mm-hmm. like clicking a pedal or even a pedal switcher. I mean, there's something attractive about that. There's there something is. enjoyable. Yeah, you know. 
So it would be interesting to get a, uh, a Line 6 Helix in here. Do a boar shootout or something. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I'd love yeah. to just try one. I'm sure we could at like a guitar center. Yeah. But yeah, I would like that too. Here's how that would handle. Maybe a pod of some sort. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember, you know, my brother had a pod and it was enjoyable um, for sure. And mm -hmm. he had a lot of great settings on it. But I think it's almost like what I'm finding for myself as we're talking is like, again, it goes back to that lazy gene. It's like, is it easier to wire a pedal board and do with that than it is to spend hours like programming your Helix or your pod or your whatever yeah. it is? Like, because in some ways that's almost more time consuming. You yeah, know, but the thing is, man, like getting um, a looper as well with your pedals to do presets and everything like that, like the Helix would, would offer, you spend just the same amount of time, you Very know, true. if not more, yeah. because now you have to make the cables for it, you know? Very true. Yeah. This is why I'm on the fence, folks. Yeah. But you don't see a lot of loopers out there. You know, you just see them. You just see people, a lot of people just running their pedals in like series, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 Out yeah. of one straight into another one. You do see that almost more often than you see having a yeah. little switcher, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, you definitely see, especially I'd say the smaller boards, um, you see people, or the medium to small boards, see way less uh, loopers or switchers on there. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you see those single line ones, right? Like that oh, are just cool. like, yeah, yeah, that are super thin. Yeah, I could see where that could be useful, especially if you finish setting your board up and you kind of know what tones you want. I mean, that could, be, mm -hmm. could make a lot of sense. You know, it's kind of occurring to me, like, it, you know, I guess you're doing the same thing at the end of the day with either one, right? Like you have to program it, you have to spend some time making some choices on what sounds are yours. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, obviously the pedal board is a little more static. I guess the Helix, you could swap patches out arguably a little faster or a little yeah. quicker. This would take a little bit more time, for sure. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I, I don't know. There's, there's something that it always comes back to the physical pedal. I don't know. There's some, like I you said earlier, saying. there's some connection there, right? Like, like building your board and then saying putting the pedals where you want. Yeah, like you literally know, there's velcroing. Some, there's something them. about just that feeling. Yeah, of like, you know? yeah, of getting in there and just like yeah. working it out, right? Mm -hmm. I would say there was like a lot of fun there, and it's. It's like a creative project that you're doing for yourself mm -hmm. and you're also committing on a high level to what you believe your sound to be, you know? Well, I think we're going to keep these talking ones pretty short for today. I guess in general, we're going to try to do a lot more of these, uh, maybe in between every pedal episode, just to kind of keep you guys updated on our lives, all the weird shit that we do, all the weird sounds that we're going to make. Our random commentary on industry news <laughs> yeah. you know and odd things happening in the music industry and good things too mm -hmm. and to just throw in the question of the day what do you guys think about multi-effects processors you know are you more of an analog guy do you want to have that flexibility that ian was talking about or would you rather have that commitment that i'm talking about which one do you want to go for thank you for checking out our episode today uh, we really appreciate it. And as always, if you want to reach out to us or let us know what you think about our question of the day, you can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at the Stompbox Situation. And if you want to email us, we're at stompboxpod at gmail.com. That's stompboxpod at gmail.com. And we had a lot of fun recording this episode, as we always do. And we look forward to catching you guys on the next ones. Stomp on.